This is Corey Willis with PPI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. On this episode, we wanted to talk with somebody in the diesel industry who's a leader, who's been around for quite a long time, has made their mark, and we, we wanted to do that because they've They've weathered a lot of storms. They've seen a lot of things in business and personally. And this morning I had sent Lenny Reed, the owner of Dynamite Diesel Products, a text message. I said, hey, Lenny, you should jump on you know, a podcast with me today. Let's talk about what's going on with coronavirus, lockdowns, uncertainty, anxiety, fear. And he said, I was thinking the same thing as, as getting ready to message you. And so today we're going to talk with him about his perspective as a business owner, as someone who leads one of the leading companies in diesel. And then also his personal perspective on it and things that he is focusing on doing right now in the midst of everything going on. So we wanted to be able to bring this episode to you, whether you're a truck owner, whether you're a shop owner, someone who's just you know into diesels or just happened to hear this podcast or, or see it somewhere on your feed. We wanted to talk with somebody about you know their thoughts, what's going on, and their perspective moving forward. All right, let's get to the podcast with Lenny Reed of Dynamite Diesel Products and chatting about what's going on in the world right now. Lenny, it's great to have you back on the podcast. We have uh, we chatted with you not long ago, about a month or so, and a lot has changed. And I I love following you on social media and seeing your the, like the exercise workouts you're doing in the morning. They pump me up, and your your Instagram story I think it was maybe a couple days ago said, hey, you know what? Now's a great time to reach out to people. You know, see how they're doing, talk to them. And so I thought it'd be a great time for us to you know jump on a podcast, talk about you know. The state of the world, state of things, business, and just you know, kind of kind of vent a little bit, talk, and and uh, try to get some perspective on all that's going on. And that uh, you're right, there has been an awful lot of stuff going on in the last month. Like we were 100% full steam ahead. The economy was killing it. Government was killing it. You know, there was we were trying to impeach the president. Everybody's fighting over some pretty. I, I feel like we've had it so good for so long, at least here in America, that that uh, people started to really asphyxiate or, or dwell on stuff that wasn't even real. And now that we've got something that's real, it's almost a nice little wake-up call for these people to say, hey, look, like, I've got to help everybody. Like, I don't care who they voted for, but it's a great time to be a great human being and start helping everybody so we can get through this thing together. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is as bad as I sound by saying, like, we needed this, I kind of feel like we really needed this. And, and I don't think personally, that this is going to be near as bad as people are, are painting it yet. Uh, and I certainly hope that I'm right. I, I know that the uncertainty of it is uh, that's the massive question mark that everybody's scared of. Um, but from where I'm standing right now, like we needed something to, to bond, whether you were left or right, we needed a reason to bond America back together. So we started acting like Americans and not just Democrats or Republicans and um, so I, you know, out of every storm cloud, there's always, you know, a silver lining. That's, that's kind of my look at it right now. And that's, that's my attitude going into this thing. And that's the direction I'm going to keep heading anyway, is that. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's something you know, we've never seen in our, our lifetime in a way, just how quickly things have changed and kind of the panic and the media and, and everything else and it's just you're right it, it's it's very sobering in the sense of 
you know, my perspective has changed, and I think a lot of people's has, where it's not just about an ideology or where we live or, you know, what we drive or what our favorite brand is. It's like there's, you know, we need to work together on, on some things and and just to, you know, be able to persevere through it. And I wanted to ask you, you know, do you have a unique perspective in what you do as a leading manufacturer in your industry? Is, you know, what is the sentiment? What are you, what feedback are you getting from, you know, your peers and competitors and friends and people you've known for years on this whole situation? Um, being a company owner, I feel that it's my job daily to maintain relationships with people that I vend with, whether I buy from them or I sell to them, and not only just with injectors, which is what we, you know, that's our, that's our specialty, but basically people in the whole entire industry. And, and I try to speak to, you know, bankers and, and people outside of my industry as well that sort of fit into my industry. Uh, and, you know, like this morning when you, I was already thinking I need to contact Patrick about doing a podcast just because I feel like too many people are are really frightened right now, and I don't think that we should be at that point of being frightened. I mean, hell, I go to the grocery store, and, and people are staring at each other like they're just waiting for somebody to turn into a zombie in there, and they're looking to shoot you know, the zombie before it attacks them. So we're not there. Like, we don't have a, a death come forward going yet. We're not in that situation. Like, we've got white girl problems still. We can't go to the the store right now and buy a roll of toilet paper, that's not that big of a deal. It When you can't get meat or you can't get fruit or vegetables, that's going to be a much bigger deal. But thank God we have the administration in place. They've already allowed truckers to run extra hours and extra weight. <clears throat> and I believe the last time that was happened in like 1938. So we're not going to run out of supplies. But it really makes me wake up and think to myself, like, it's a good thing that America is on the track of manufacturing our own stuff because if this was a situation critical and we couldn't get anything off the port, we would be out of a lot more daily goods if we didn't already have the inflow or, or the manufacturing facilities making stuff for ourselves right now. So, you know, I mean, again, it goes back to the wake-up call. Like, when we've got the world's largest, most powerful country, we better be making some stuff on our own. And this is, again, I think it's a good wake-up call. So hopefully uh, hopefully, long-term, I, I mean, I'm really, anybody that's got a sick family member or a family member that passed away, like, my heart's with you 100%, and I'm not trying to downplay your loss at all. Um, unfortunately, all sorts of flus have taken out people for thousands of years. And hopefully we can contain this flu. Hopefully we can stop this thing, and hopefully we can look back and say we did a much better job with uh, coronavirus than we did with the swine flu. We don't need several thousands of people to die over this by any stretch of the imagination. And it seems to me like all the governments around us have done a pretty good job of trying to stop and get people to you know, the, the new term is social distancing. Well, that's a good thing. And we've got a sign hanging on our front door right now that says, you know, for any guests uh, at this time, uh, please walk in, drop off whatever you have. And then once you've dropped it off, you just, you can't stay. We just don't need anybody hanging out here right now. We're, we're trying to protect our crew. And, you know, um, 
the truck drivers and stuff that are showing up, like I've already told my employees, like please use special caution. Like if you're going to grab the uh, UPS guy's uh, little handheld and sign your signature on it, if you're not wearing gloves, you can't throw the gloves away, then go wash your hands immediately. And not that the UPS driver is sick, but, you know, they're claiming that this thing, you don't show signs of uh, any symptoms for, what, a few weeks, I think they're saying, before, yeah. it, so you could be carrying it and transmit it to one of my employees or myself, or and we could carry it and then go give it to our grandma. So trying to stay extra clean right now is going to be key, and being aware of your 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 environment. You know, if you're around somebody that's sneezing, get the hell out. And if you're an employee that's sneezing, coughing, hacking, go home. Hang out at home and try to get a test. If you can't get a test, then be respectful to the rest of the people on the planet and stay home. Um, <laughs> you know, it's and there's, there's so many things that I want to say, but I can't because I don't know enough about all of them. What I do know is Washington State is only 30 minutes away from us, and that is a, that's a state where they've already shut down all the restaurants. And those restaurants, all of them have employees that are currently sitting at home with their kids because schools are now shut down. And, you know, they're claiming the schools are going to be shut down. I heard a rumor this morning. It's not, I say a rumor because it's not confirmed yet, but they're claiming they might have no more school this year for the kids. Insane. Um, you know, there's no school programs to keep the kids going to volleyball or basketball or baseball. The kids have nothing to do. So this is really, we've been through other stuff in our life, like 9-11. That was a massive blow to this country for sure. But above and beyond that massive blow, there was, once we cleaned up the pieces, once we mourned over the losses, we knew that that building was not going to kill anybody else. And right now the uncertainty is we don't know how many people that coronavirus could actually kill. I, I'm concerned, and everybody should be. But on the back side of this, I think it's going to be fairly short-lived. I really do. And everybody I spoke to this morning, which I've, I've called a bunch of people today, um, everybody is still standing on the gas pedal 100%. And nobody's getting ready to lay anybody off. Everybody's asked their employees to stay home if they're sick. Um, but all of my friends and all my colleagues that I've been speaking to today have been 100% positive on the, the rebound of this being extremely good. So, um, yeah, it's the attitude is quite weird. I think these podcasts and whatever we can do to, to kind of uplift the morale of people is going to be a good thing. But, um I personally feel like on the backside of this, we're Americans, and, you know, for for at least 10 years now, we've been squabbling and nitpicking little problems and turning them into things that they didn't need to be turned into. And now that we've got something real and it's in our face, hopefully in six to eight weeks, um, the losses were minimal, everybody's back to being healthy, and when you start to see people... Uh, come into contact with one another, there's more uh, respect and there's more uh, care and passion given from one to another from here on out. It's been really interesting. I'm as guilty as anyone uh, of doing this is I get in my lane and I get in my focus and I tend to stay there. And what I've been seeing and I've been reading a ton, like I just, I, I just want to hear different stories and perspectives and as many things as I can and <clears throat> I remember vaguely in January hearing on the news of you know something going on in China but I thought 
you know, in my own mind, it's a problem on another continent. And I didn't think anything. And I've realized how interconnected, one, we are as a world, but specifically, you know, talking about our country, is I was reading an interview with, it's a college kid, and they were talking about, I think they're in California, and they were talking about the personal responsibility that they felt to make sure that they distance themselves from their friends, that they change their lifestyle because they didn't want to feel the guilt or know that they, you know, inadvertently had it, were asymptomatic, didn't have anything, and infected someone. And I'm hearing this from younger people and, you know, some of the perspectives they have. And it just, it goes back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast with how we've let these things get in the way of what we're doing, what we're trying to do, but we're all affected by it. And I found some inspiration in that. I found, you know, just, um, I guess you call it a human side to it where, you know, we have an opportunity to care and to help and, and do those things. And I wanted to kind of switch that a little bit because you'd mentioned manufacturing and that's something that I didn't know how much of our economy was based on things coming from other places. And I know that's been something that's, you know, changed over the last three, three and a half years, but it's amazing how, how many resources and how much expertise is here that we're going to have to unleash. And I think that's what's taking place in, you know, different things that just happened this week is unleashing that to be able to handle, you know, what's going on. Well, you know, World War II, we had plenty of young men going off and, and being, you know, that we were losing young men in the war and they were doing something. So this generation today could live the lifestyle that this generation lives. Uh, you know, during Vietnam, and then during that, we had we had women that were going to factories and they were making military goods, and those military goods were being flown over and given to our boys that were were fighting the fight. Uh, it was a great time for the country, and then of course, you know, we got the baby boomers, and it was it was a great time for the company, the the, the entire USA to be one community. Uh, when things get really nice, we all get complacent and we start to worry about the little first world problems or white girl problems, right? And then it takes something like this to make us all reunite again so we can appreciate the small things and quit worrying about trying to be the biggest, baddest, best of whatever and uh, quit trying to stress your point to everybody and make sure that everybody believes exactly what you believe, exactly how you believe it because end of the day, we're all spokes in a really big wheel and we're all basically brothers and sisters here and we all need to work together to make this thing keep moving. Um, that's a problem right now that I, I don't think that America is so broken that we're going to be broken by this for very long. I feel like the strength of Americans and the amount of money that we have right now is so bloody much. I believe we're going to bounce out of this very, very quickly. I believe that for the folks, I mean, Trump's already talking about like a trillion dollar uh, handout and everybody's going to get possibly a thousand dollar check. I spoke to my employees yesterday and we decided that as long as we're working, we will cash our checks and we will redistribute those funds to people, friends, family of folks that need the money because they weren't able to go to work. So, you know, for everybody out there that was like, you know, he's not my president, well, then by all means, if you get a check, don't cash it. And if you do cash it, go give it to some lady 
that's raising two kids and she hasn't been able to go to the restaurant or the gym or the wherever she works at. If she could not go to work, she needs that money. And if it's a gentleman, you know, same thing. If you've got a guy that was, uh, you know, he was a manager at the local gym and currently the gym is closed, well, he's going to need money. And these folks, you know, the government's responding quite well right now. There's, I spoke to a guy that uh, uh, he's in our industry. He's in the diesel industry. I don't want to bring out company names or, or names. But he said, man, I tell you what, um, I'm extremely blessed because my bank has already offered for me to defer payments for out to 60 days already. And so far, he's not being hit with anything. But knowing that the government has already started working deals on the big end to relieve the pressure off of us small businessmen, like that is a huge relief. And he still sounded really concerned. And I says, man, you need to understand something. If you go to work and you walk into your building right now with a concerned look in your, in your, on your face or in your tone, your crew is going to go home and they're going to feel it. You can't let your crew leave work today feeling that. You've got to walk in. You've got to be happy. Um, you know, this morning I, I bought some donuts and then I got to work and, you know, it took me a few hours to do this research. There's, there's a box of donuts in my car. I'm going to give them to the guys. Um, you know, just I'm going to I'm going to spend the rest of my day making sure all my people are, one, healthy and, two, emotionally sound. Um, outside of that guy, uh, I spoke to another guy who's got 150 employees and three car lots. He's currently building a building. Like, there is a lot. They've got it staked out, and they're getting ready to pour, you know, footings. And I says, hey, man, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm on the gas pedal. Uh, I've already had some employees call in, and they say they're not comfortable coming to work. Uh, they do not want to get sick. They feel their immune system is compromised, and they, they, they are not comfortable being around people. So we're giving them time off, and they will, they will be welcome to come back to their jobs when they feel like coming back. But I'm not going to make anybody be here that just straight doesn't want to leave their home. If they're that scared, they're that scared, and I'm not going to make them come. Um, you know, <laughs> I thought, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Spoke to another guy that's a good buddy of mine, been been a buddy of mine most of my life, and he says, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that all of my crew, everybody there knows that if you have the sniffles, if you've got a cough, if you've got a fever, stay home. And even though... You know, he's a rancher, and he's got orchards. Traditionally speaking, they might not have, especially the temporary, you know, like the the people that work like a quarter, and then they've got the next quarter off kind of a thing, the seasonal help. Those people, are there, he's still going to pay them, which is huge because that's a big cost for somebody that he doesn't have to pay for. It's not in their contract. But again, you know, he's all out American, and he's like, man, we got to do it. we got to keep – if I got one guy and I got to give him two or three hundred bucks to stay home and save the rest of my crew, then it's a great investment. And I thought, man, that's that's the way to be. So, um, gosh, I spoke to banker. I'm actually, and again, like I feel it's full speed ahead. So, with the market doing what it's done, I'm I was going to be buying a a new house, and I had my house on the market. And this morning, I took my house off the market. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take all the other money and I'm going to put it right back in the market because the more money that's in that market, the stronger it will bounce back. And right now, for folks that have extra cash, look at the market. It's 
we all know that America will bounce back. We all know that. It's just a matter of when. And I'm not looking to retire anytime soon, so I will be investing in the market here really soon. And that's something that I've always felt my ignorance was a good reason for me to stay out of it, and I didn't really want to take the time to learn about the market. But, you know, with, with Google and, and uh, YouTube, you can learn a lot about anything in a short order. So past couple of days I've been studying up on the market, trying to figure out where I'm going to put money in. And uh, my bankers, both bankers are like, don't do anything real estate-wise, but market-wise, like, it's a great time. So, um, man, there's, there's this flu, this virus, coronavirus, it scared a lot of people. But I, I thoroughly believe in, in America and every single American out there following through with their end of it, which means we have to stay we have to stay in commerce. If we if we glue our checkbooks to our back pocket and we don't bring them out, you're slowing the wheel down, and that's going to hurt the overall end game and delay the end game. I'm not saying go be reckless and go buy stuff that you shouldn't be buying right now, but by all means, I don't think that this is a long enough term thing that you're going to be uh, having to sell the family's you know goldware to feed the table. I don't I don't think we're there yet. Like I don't believe that to be. I mean, heck, this morning. Uh, our president was on the news saying that they've got a chemical or a drug that they've been testing. It's already a, a, a proven drug for other uh, viruses, and now they're using it against coronavirus, and they're seeing success with it. So I thoroughly believe that our attitudes, just as we are humans, the competitive drive makes people want to stay up late. There's somebody right now that's the champion of chemicals, and he's figuring out how to save people. So I think that we're going to be out of the woods here really fast. It was really interesting. On one of our other episodes, we talked about team building and managing a team and, and being a leader. And I think that's, that's right now what's so important, whether it's in business or whether it's at home or whether it's with our friends or whatever it might be, is you know, people are looking for inspiration and calm and perspective and it seems so hard to get turning on the news or you know searching anything it's just it's overwhelming but the the stories you were telling about the people you've you've talked to I think that that's gotten drowned out in the conversation or what we're bombarded with and that's why I was I was really pumped to you know, be able to talk with you today and have you on because you do talk to a lot of people who are in different industries, but they're, they're leaders. They're, they're doing different things. And that's what people, they want to hear that side. It's part of the story and it's, it's not being told in the mainstream media as much right now, but it, it's important to people who listen to the podcast. It's, you know, they're, they're taking time out of their day that they listen for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, however long they are to any podcast that's out there and trying to get perspective and, and get a mental break and just kind of recharge. It's, it's a, with as much information as we have, you and I have accessible to us, the younger people, the, the 20 year olds, the 25 year olds, when I speak to those folks, that's a different generation than I was in. And they refer to people that they follow as my friend so-and-so, my friend so-and-so. And that person has no idea who I'm speaking to. They've never spoke. They've never shook hands. They've, they, you know, they, they, they don't know them. But these people today spend enough time watching social media 
whether it's YouTube or Instagram or whatever, that they really have began to start a whole new family for themselves with who they follow. And I feel like I listen to plenty of podcasts every week, but it's not, it's not my entire life. And some of the folks out there that are going to be listening to us, this is, this is exactly how they, uh, how they gain information. And it's not, it was not available when I was that age. So that's the other problem I think right now, man, is everybody's got a, a computer in their front pocket, and that computer will feed them full of bullshit in a matter of seconds. Non-documented, non-confirmed bullshit. But if somebody typed it or somebody said it, it must be gospel until it's proven wrong. But right now, if you're scared off of what, a rumor, that's a bad spot for all of us to be in is that. If you're frightened off of facts, well, you've got a good reason to be frightened. But I don't believe that some of the stuff that we're being fed off the news, you know, sex and drama sell. Everybody wants to watch misery. And the news knows that, and they're trying to build up ratings every single minute they're on the air. And if they say, hey, look, this is already starting to subside, it's already starting to fix itself, well, tomorrow they've got to think of something else to draw you back in with. So unfortunately, I, I really feel like planting fear in people has become a way of life for far too many folks. And, uh, you know, I hate that part of this, but that's, that's exactly the society we live in is trying to keep people interested and entertained because that's where the money comes in at. Uh, you know, if schools, the unfortunate part is the schools, children worldwide are going to be missing school. So competitively, not just the children of the U.S. are missing out on days of education. We're not falling behind because of that, because other countries have got children that are not going to school as well. So we're not missing a day of, of competitive training, and really that's what school is. We're training our kids how to run this country next. If we miss three, four, five months of that, if we miss from now until June because of this virus, but it keeps the generation healthy, all right, I'm in. Like, I'm down with that. The problem is, is now we've got that many more people that were making just enough money to get by and pay their house payment and pay their car payment, and they're doing everything right. And those people now have kids sitting at home going stir crazy, and you've got a brother and a sister that are fighting because they've got nowhere to go. They've got nowhere to exert their energy. They can't go to baseball practice. They can't go to track practice. What do we do with these kids for the next few months? Well, the kids... They're going to have to learn something that you and I never learned, which, you know, ultimately was like my mom and dad have to be at work, and I've got to be responsible and take care of the house until they show up, and I've got a full half a year off of school to not kill my sister. Well, that's a whole new challenge, and that's something that hopefully we never see in our lives ever again. It's, uh, there's just so much to this entire thing. It's not just the flu. It's what the flu is doing to people and their daily lives. Um, here at my shop, I'm going to knock on wood right now because extremely blessed. All of my crew is here. Everybody is healthy. But this is flu season. And even if they don't get the coronavirus, if one of my staff members, um, one of them texted in yesterday and says she was feeling real sick, she had sharp pains, blah, 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 uh, ended up being a kidney infection. Well, fantastic. Like, at least that is a locked-in, dialed-in, we know what's wrong with you, you know how to fix it, boom, we're done. If it was the flu, 
I couldn't have her come back to work for maybe close to a month. That's the kind of thing that's going to affect all of my consumers is when half of my staff cannot come to work because they have to self-quarantine. And, you know, that could really, that could do some damage to the economy if, if a large trucking company loses half its drivers to self-quarantine, well, damn it, there's going to be a lot of stuff that doesn't show up to the store. There's, there's just so many. Uh, again, I'm not scared of this. It's just a really good reason why we should sit back and think about every single person you see today for what they're contributing to this country, whether it's a nurse, a doctor, a truck driver, UPS driver. They're all key parts of your life. You may not see it right this very moment, but when you go to the store and you can't buy toilet paper, remember that one of those people that you saw today was responsible for getting toilet paper to the shelf tomorrow. All of a sudden, you want to say thanks, right? Yep. You know, what's, you know, what's really interesting about that is there's a guy I follow on Instagram, and uh, his name is Ben Thomas, and he he's a Navy SEAL, and he's, he does, uh, you know, the other things that he's been involved in. I've always followed him because he's entertaining. And he has really good insights. And he had posted something. I think his son's 10 or 11. And he's home. And he had said uh, something like, you know, kids are afraid right now and they're looking for guidance. And, you know, he was talking about reading a book with him, you know, playing in the backyard, doing these things. And I was thinking back in the midst of, you know, the, the, the computer in my front pocket over the last couple weeks. And... I thought back to my childhood and something that was you know, seemingly small, but I was young and there was a tornado warning and I was at my grandparents and they were the World War II generation. They were the ones that grew up during the Great Depression. And I remember, you know, they would play a board game with me or listen to the AM radio and it was just very, it was very calming and reassuring, especially when you're little and you hear the, you know, the tornado sirens. And I thought that lesson there was what I went back to. I went back to something a long time ago to try to gain some perspective. And I think as we translate that into being a leader, a business owner, uh, a leader in your industry, whatever industry that it is, that lesson's the same. Like your whole crew's looking to you. You know, what is, what, what's Lenny's attitude today? What's his perspective? Um, and it's happening all over America in everything. I think that's really the really the key in all this with uncertainty and things we don't know are going to happen is that right there like previous generations have dealt with this isn't the first time in human history something like this has happened and you know how did they deal with it well this this isn't even the worst no i would way rather live this than live i would way rather be right where i'm at right now than to have been in new yorker during 9-11 those people saw the most horrific stuff that you could possibly imagine in their own backyard uh, during, you know, any of the world wars. Like, that was a thing. You, to be a citizen, you had to contribute to the machine, but you didn't have these little squabbles at home over who was going to use which bathroom or which team am I on, the boys or girls. Like, that kind of stuff is so petty. It's so first world. This kind of stuff where it's going to be like make it or break it for life um, this really will, I, I mean, I hate to put a positive spin on death. Uh, and again, if you've lost a, a family member, if you've got a sick family member, like we will, me and my company will do anything we can to anybody that we can to help. I, I promise that. But this is really, we've gotten so good at being good. 
I feel like the government's done a pretty damn good job right now of asking people to contain. I feel like, you know, the kids that are on the beach right now, they don't see how reckless it is, and they're starting to shut down beaches, which sucks because you've got these guys that rent jet skis, and that is a seasonal thing. And these jet ski companies, they just came out of winter, and now they're out of money, and they're just getting ready to start rolling again and make money. And they're being told that the beaches are going to be closed for months. Well, shit, that's like having two winters in a row for these people. Yeah. And they're not going to make it. We are living in a a fast-moving, a very fast-moving economy. And right now, like, the government's all saying, look, it's going to be six or eight weeks, and we're we're hearing rumors of this, we're hearing rumors of that. My opinion, my my advice is do your very best at being you today just like you should have yesterday and the day before and the day before. Help everybody that needs a hand, and whatever is asked of you, do it to your very best. If you're asked to stay home because you are sniffling and sneezing and coughing, then please go home and don't spread it. If you might be a carrier, don't spread it. Don't be stubborn and say, no, I'm, I'm okay. I've been worse sick in my life. Well, that's true, but if you hand it out to somebody else that hands it out to an 85-year-old, we kill an 85-year-old, well, that's bad. And the more people that get this, the slower that the economy is going to bounce back, the slower that the restaurants will start to open again. And right now, my heart goes out to every hairdresser, every tanning salon owner, every gym owner, Every restaurant bar manager, every restaurant server, everybody who's sitting at work going, when do I get to go back to work? Like, those people are the ones that uh, they've already been instantly affected. We here, this week's been busy because all of a sudden people that wanted to possibly buy a new truck, they know they're not buying a new truck now. And they know that they need to get it fixed. And since there's fear of potentially things being shut off, they want to get it fixed right now. So they're not willing to wait two more weeks when the economy might be shut off or when their shop owner is completely locked up. They're trying to get stuff fixed right now. So I think everything's going to happen in waves. Right now we're blessed, we're busy. Um, the people that are in the food industry, well, that's been kind of a, a jammed up deal for them because, you know, for the longest Ever since Trump became president, there's been a bunch of tariffs on our crops and our goods going across the ocean, so we've had a surplus of food. And now, well, apples don't last forever. Cherries don't last forever. Uh, lettuce doesn't last forever. So now we're going to start consuming our own goods, and the farmers are going to be, they're going to be doing well because they can now get rid of crops quite quickly. Ranchers, again, those guys are going to do well. But we also have probably the finest people on the planet overseeing our food to make sure our food is not contaminated. So, uh, again, like America's doing a damn good job. Canada's doing a damn good job. Um, we've just got a lot of people. And it's time for people to quit bickering and start hugging, you know. Like, just be nice. Like, I walk in the grocery store and I'm overly nice to everybody. And the attitude of people changes within two seconds. It's amazing to watch somebody's face turn from oh, my God, does he have the virus, <laughs> yeah. to happy smiley. As soon as I smile and go, hey, man, how you doing? How's your day? How's things going? Trying to make a joke. Like, they still don't know if I have the virus. 
but as long as I stay six feet back and don't sneeze on them, um, my attitude just made their day. And I think that everybody that's listening to this podcast right now, I hope you release it very soon. Please, when you go out in public, be as nice as humanly possible because everybody is extremely stressed out right now. And if you can diffuse that stress by being extremely nice, you've done a great thing today. That's great advice, and it's it's always great to chat with you and and, and get your perspectives. And I look forward to doing it again you know, soon as, as we all go through this whole process but that all that all hit home and that's stuff we could control you know all the other stuff we we can't so i, I know you guys are you know busy and and uh you know got a ton on your plate and, you know making things happen and so i appreciate you you know being able to make time today on, on short notice you know chat with me and be able to share you know things you guys are doing and, and maybe help some other people and you know, other businesses they own or employees that are out there, just people are listening to take a break, you know, and just, you know, give them some perspective. So I appreciate, appreciate your time today, Lenny. Well, I, you know, I try to come on this podcast with information and facts and, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not studying the coronavirus. I'm not a doctor. And, uh, the facts seem to be changing hour to hour right now. So I tried to stay out of, you know, what I know about coronavirus and I tried to stay with what I do know, which is, you know, basically people in my business. And right now, we're going to do our best to protect ourselves from getting sick, and we're going to do our best to treat, you know, to try and keep not just our company going, but if my company slows down, that affects the food chain upline and downline, and that affects the entire planet. So we are going to do our very best to try and keep moving and keep grooving and, uh, you know, not just out of greed, but bottom line, I don't care what you do, Whatever it is you do, if you stop, you have literally slowed down the uh, community from recovering faster. And please, right now it's our responsibility just to get this thing back on the get – get, get these wheels back on those tracks as fast as possible. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and stay tuned to our next episode this week. We're, we're going to continue bringing you guys two episodes a week with truck talk and just things that are going on to keep you guys entertained and, and give you guys a break from the news cycle. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.